Hi, welcome back to Unsolved South. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm Maddie, and I'm Randy. Yay, this so, is my bestie. Um, she is going to be our third uh, co-star today. How exciting. She is a very loyal listener. She listens every single week except for last week. Yeah, so. but that's because I've been here. But also it's because I didn't record, I didn't post it until later, and then she was already on the way by the time I had posted it. So yes. it'll be my car ride listen tomorrow. Um, we also have talked about Randy before on the show, and Randy also um, will call me out on stuff when she says, like, if I say, I wouldn't do that, and she's like, your mom would do that. <laughs> and then I have to, I have to hear that mess, so... <laughs> Okay, so this one should be super fun today because, you know, we'll be giggly. Well, we'll see. Uh, I had asked when Matlin was like, I'm going to get Randy to, to come be on the show. And I was like, uh, does she want to do some research? <laughs> do you want to start researching some shows? <laughs> no. She said no. <laughs> she said, eh. She said she'll stick with eating cake and just being like, yeah, uh-huh. Right. Yeah, right. I don't blame you. I do not blame you at all. Okay, so y'all ready to get started? We are so ready. We're so excited. What you got for us today? Okay, so this story that I have this week is another odd one. It's not as wild as the one last week, but um, it's... Oh, I forgot to ask how your week was. Oh, Yeah. It's been great because I've had Randy since Thursday, um, and we have had four uh, children under two. Well, I guess Sawyer's technically over two, but it's, it's been wild at my house, but it's been so fun. I love it oh, when I we get imagine. to uh, join the chaos together. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, my week's been pretty good. We uh, made it to the ice cream shop, and I'm going to tell y'all about that in a, in a little while when awesome. we get doing it. Because, um, ooh, Caleb about made me tap, tap that forehead <laughs> in my favorite thrift store. But we we going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. We can't wait. This heifer. Lord. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the story I have for us this week is another odd one, but it's not as wild as the one we had last week. But it, it is a... A weird story. So it is the story of Janet Calhoun Carter and her daughter Christina Carter. Janet was a 24 year old white female freshly divorced from her second husband Lindsay Carter. They had been divorced for only about two months at this point. So I mean they are freshly divorced. Fresh fresh. Their daughter, three-year-old Christina, was living with Janet at the time. But mm -hmm. Lindsay was fighting for custody, and he had made it known he was going after custody of Christina, and he was going to fight. Right. So, okay. So, Janet and Christina had been living in Hueytown, Alabama, but recently they had been going back and forth and staying with... Janet's parents in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So um, she's kind of split in time. Hueytown is where she had lived with her husband. Mm -hmm. 
But um, you know how it is when you divorce and you kind of want to be around family and then get a little help with the kids and stuff. So um, she had just been traveling back and forth. Mm -hmm. They, Janet still had her job working for an insurance company in Birmingham, Alabama. And she also owned the house in Hueytown um, because she was awarded that house in the divorce. Also, Janet had a secret married boyfriend Ooh. who lived in Hueytown. So she had to go back and get them booty calls, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Janet was, even though this was a secret married boyfriend, Janet would talk about him a lot with her co-workers. Ooh. She did not give his Risky, name, risky. but she... She did give a lot of other details. <laughs> so, um, she talked about their plan. She talked about their date. She talked about um, the fact that he was married. She talked about how um, he would take her different places. She told him about, um, you know, that he would drive her on trips and plans they had made, including an upcoming trip to the Great Smoky Mountains. Ooh. She told her co-workers about the cabin that they were renting. <laughs> she said, was giving them their itinerary. Like, she, she's talking about it, but she just ain't named them names, right? Yeah, but it wouldn't be hard to deduce, would it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, nobody there deduced and um, to be fair, well, let's just go on with the story and then I'll explain that part in a second. Okay. okay. So Janet had taken a trip back to Hueytown in September. And when her mother could not reach her for a few days, she called the Hueytown police to report that her daughter and her granddaughter were missing. When the investigation started, a, quote, source spilled the beans on who Janet's married special little friend was. Ooh. Okay, so I have no proof per se, but there were two news articles, and between these two newspaper articles that I found, I gathered who the boyfriend was and who the source was. Now, I was reading between the lines, but I've, I've referenced both of them. They're in the show notes, so y'all uh -huh. can go back and read them. But, uh, so what had happened was, I think her boyfriend was a Hueytown cop. Ooh, a cop? And his name was Jerry Riley. Ooh. Yeah, and I think mom was the source, allegedly. Mm. Also, allegedly, Mom allegedly, his name was Jerry Riley. I don't know that his name was Jerry Riley, but allegedly it might have been in my mind. I, mm -hmm. So, what had happened was in the newspaper article, this source, air quotes, says that her special friend, air quotes, <laughs> had accompanied Janet and Christina to Atlanta, where they met up with mom, who was visiting some friends. This happened on August 12th. Mm -hmm. um, 
by the way, this is 1973. I'm sure I forgot to say that earlier. So this yeah, is 1973. Gotcha. Yeah. I may have said I may not have said it, but um, I don't know. Y'all know lately I've been forgetting to tell y'all where stuff's going down and when. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, 1973, August 12th, the special friend accompanies Janet and Christina to Atlanta from Alabama to meet up with mom, who is visiting friends that were not as special. Okay, so, um, Hueytown to Atlanta is about a two and a half hour ride, so that's not like a huge trip, but two and a half hours with a three-year-old, I mean, it's a commitment. Uh, yeah, it is. The weekend okay, both so, attest to that. <laughs> exactly. So, he then goes back to Hueytown. And Janet and Christina stay visiting with the mom and the friends, right? Mm -hmm. Then they go back with the mom to when, to North Carolina. Okay. Okay. So on September 11th, 1973, Officer Special Friend <laughs> picks up Janet and Christina from North Carolina and then drives them all the way back to Hueytown, Alabama. Hmm. Okay, so that is a seven hour, 45 minute drive Jeez. one way. Jeez, one way. One way. Listen, I got some friends, but seven hours, 45 minutes to turn around and bring you back. That booty must have been slapping. Uh, you ain't joking. <laughs> she was real special because I don't know if I would be uh, doing that for nothing. With the three-year-old. Oh, no, man. No, thank you. Only it if it's at night time. 16 hours. Buddy. Mm. I'd have slept with my wife if I was him, but that's just me. <laughs> What, um, 16, 17 hours? No. <laughs> so, according to um, Officer Special Friend, she had needed a ride down to Alabama so she could sell her house. Now, oh, he says okay. the last place... Are y'all listening? Because this part's important. Yeah, we're listening. I was said what? Okay, that was weird. Oh, okay. I couldn't hear you. Oh, um, he I literally says just said the that. Last, the last place that he saw Janet and the baby was at his own house on September 17th. Well, that... So... I feel like he should have made up a, a smarter place for them to be. Well, this came from him. Well, mm. from the... Um, from the special friend. We don't know if it was officer's special friend. But I feel confident it was, allegedly. Yeah, so, anyway. Allegedly. Um, he went out to go do some stuff, and when he got back, they were gone. So, he just assumed they had gone back to North Carolina. Without a car. So, just they walked oh, Yeah, out. okay. So, yeah, we need to go over this for a sec. We gotta stop. We gotta analyze officer's special friend's statement. Because I got questions. I'm sure you got questions and yeah. Randy probably got questions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my number one question is, where was Wifey? 
Worse, like wife. you just got your girlfriend. You're right. You got your girlfriend and her kid up in your wife's house. Where is your wife? You're right. I forgot. And and then you just left them there to go run errands and stuff. And I mean, you must not have thought your wife was coming back anytime soon. Yeah. Man, Where was she you at? Dirty. Like work or something? What time was? We this? don't know. We have no idea. Well, I mean, I assume that they were there. It had to have been in the middle of the day or whatever because he went to run errands. I don't yeah. know. Maybe okay, so my number two trip. question is... Randy said she was on a business trip, maybe. That was my guess was she was out of town doing something. I don't know if it's a business trip, but she was out of town doing something. Cause, or someone. Um, yeah. Or someone. Cause mm -hmm. that's wild to just be having some uh, some woman up in your house while you're married, and you just got her and this kid stuck. And you know a kid's gonna make a mess. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be some kind of sign that there was a kid there. A, a three year old? Yeah. I mean, your wife ain't gonna come home and be like, oh, oh, crayons all over my walls. Oh my and you God. gonna have to say, oh, I did. <laughs> it was, it was me. Or chalk. Or Sharpie. Or Sharpie. Sawyer put Sharpie all over my couch. Oh no. I uh, know. And, and my floor. fridge, and my floor, and his self, and his face. And his belly. And oh, his no. belly. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, try WD-40, but someplace inconspicuous on the couch. Yeah, it's the back of the couch, so you can see it. Yeah. In a small out. spot, in a small spot, try WD-40 on a rag. Okay, moving on. So, my second question. Um, so, you drove almost 16 hours because she needed a ride? But then you thought she had a way to go back? Yeah, no. No, she did not. Because I'd have been like, listen, you ain't got no way to get here and I'll drive you back. Or, like, can we meet halfway or something? Like, that's a long ride. <laughs> but you thought you drove up there, got her, and then brought her back. But she had another way she could have gone? No way. No way. I mean, that don't make no sense. Okay, and who leaves their boyfriend or even your friend's house without saying goodbye. Like, I mean, Randy's just gonna get up and leave and you're gonna be like, where's Randy? Yeah, <laughs> and this ever no day you say bye? You just up that and leave. That don't make no sense. No. You ain't leave a note. You would be like, thanks for the snacks. Nothing. Or like the night before, be like, okay, I'm gonna be gone before you wake up. Like, no. Right. But the way he tells it, they were there. He went to go run errands, came back. They were gone. He just assumed that they had driven all the way back. I want to know what his errands were. I want to know how you leave somebody's house with a three-year-old and not make a noise. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how they do what without making noise? Leave a house with a three-year-old. Well, they could have made noise. He wasn't there. She shook her head yes. She no. doesn't understand this is a podcast. This yeah. is a podcast. You got to talk loud in the microphone. And, <laughs> and you got to tell us what you're doing. 
<laughs> you at least got to say, I'm shaking my head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is they. <laughs> Should I say, true, 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 true. true. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like she would have been like, hey, I'm going to be gone when you get back. I got to go. But, you know, thanks for the 16 hour ride. And, you know, I'll booty call you next time I'm in town. Nothing? I mean, that's weird. That's weird to me. So, on that is the last time anybody sees either one of them or hears from them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, on October 7th, so that happened September 17th. Mm. On October 7th, same year, so a couple weeks later. Yeah. Some tourists are out taking pictures in the Smoky Mountains National Park. So they're out there snapping their pictures as you do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is that? Out in the edge of the woods right off the road. And so they get nosy as you do. And they go to investigate. And so on further investigation, they see about 50 foot off of Clingman's Dome Road, just 50 foot off the road, there's a duffel bag. A duffel and bag? And so they're like, oh, a duffel bag right off the road. Someone must have dropped their luggage or something. Let's go investigate. As you do. I feel and like... And when they opened... Hold up. You feel like... Clingman's Dome is really busy. You would just go up to somebody's duffel bag? How would you it's know... It's 50 it's foot off... It's 50 foot off the road towards the woods, at the edge of the woods. I feel like that's not that far. How far It's not really that far. But yeah, if I see a duffel bag just laying at the edge of the woods, my ass is going to investigate. I don't know about you. Yeah, but what if... But I am. What if they, uh, what if it was somebody, some family's smelly luggage, their kid plays football or something, and they, like, put it off... Just like chunked it out and they're sitting in their car and then you go to look in their duffel bag. You open it up and they're like, hey, that's mine. I mean, they could. And I'd be like, oh, I was looking for ID to return it to the owner because who <laughs> just burns their duffel bag in the woods? Pack how it in, pack it out, people. It's not that hard. That's how I would be. <laughs> anyway, so they go to investigate as I would. And mm-hmm. everybody would, you nosy heifer. You wine. Oh, you would have gone up there and unzip that duffel bag. I would. You know. And then not. if if we had gone up and unzipped that duffel bag, we would have found the body of a young blonde woman. The woman, not the kid. A woman. Just a woman in general. It's not the woman. A woman in general. A young but. blonde woman. Now, this woman was naked. Mm-hmm. She had her ankles tied together with cord. And her hands were taped across her chest like Dracula stuff. Oh. But taped down. Like, just her hands or was it wrapped around her whole body? Nessa just, her hands were taped to her chest. I mean, duct tape, if you put enough duct tape, you can get it up. But anyway, um, 
she had trash bags over the top half of her and the bottom half of her body. So the middle was exposed. so she was she was in trash cans like they made like a bag of trash bags, not trash cans. Sorry, they made like a, a giant bag out of two trash bags. Right. To cover her body to put her in the duffel bag. Um, there were no obvious signs of sexual assault, though. So, there were no signs, you know, that's you always the, Yeah, there were no obvious signs of sexual assault. Um, Weird. Some of the sources did say that it looked like she could have been sexually assaulted, and some of them said that they did not find any evidence of sexual assault. Uh, this was back in the 70s, so unless it was traumatic... It's at all possible that they just couldn't tell. Mm. But um, the sources kind of varied on that, but they were specific that at the time there were no signs of sexual assault, which is always a, a fear when they find a naked woman. Yeah. Okay. So, and the tourists did not discover all this. The tourists, when they saw a body, called the police, and the police come and discovered all this. I ain't say that specifically, but that's what had happened. I personally would not have pulled the body out. I would have just opened it, discovered it, and been like, oh shit, I touched this bag. And now I have to call the police and give but them I've my fingerprints. But I've already touched the I'll bag. You the wouldn't bag. open it more? Just to investigate, like, just like, oh shoot, there's a person in here. Take a little. No, I think here. once I see that it's a person, but my luck, I'm gonna see the hair, and then I'm gonna go, oh, wigs, <laughs> and then I'm gonna like grab the hair to, <laughs> to like try on the wig, <laughs> and then like the head pops off or oh something, and then I'm standing there. And everybody's taking pictures from the dome, so now I'm in everybody's pictures on the head. No, that's terrible. See that? But that is my um, look. So anyway, what would you do? Quick side note. Yeah, Randy, what would you do? Um, I'd open the bag. Yeah, but how long? How long would you open the bag? Would you like? take a peek and be like oh shoot there's a body and close it real quick and call or would you like take a longer peek at i just open the whole dang bag and then just open it just look who <laughs> zips it an inch and just looks in there with their eyeball yeah but, <laughs> but i'm saying like would you open. like freak out and be like i'm gonna lose your body and then like drop it i feel like i wouldn't i wouldn't either i'm not a freak out person i'm not either but i'd be like no you there's a difference. A freeze. You freeze. <laughs> I just don't freak out. <laughs> I, I agree with Randy on this one. I feel like you would scream and uh I'm not sure what I would do. I don't I, think I, I would know. scream because I feel like it's not a jump scare. It's not something that's like coming at me. I only scream if it's moving. Well, Otherwise maybe. I freeze. I don't know. I feel like I'd be like um like a, a big <gasps> Oh my god, it's a body. And then I would probably choke on my own spit and for 55 minutes be dying next to this body <laughs> trying to get somebody to call 911, but not for me. So I feel like that's what would happen. Call 911, but it's not because I'm choking, it's because there's a body. Yeah, not because I'm choking, but it's, it's a body. And then I'm like choking, and they're like, Are you good? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm choking. But it's cool. It's on my own spit. Happens all the time. 
This happens um, like every day. What's your side yeah, story? Exactly. Okay, so a quick little side note. When I was researching this, the first time I read um, one of the sources, it said that she had plastic bags on her head and feet. So, you know here, plastic bag means like a grocery bag. Right. That's what I would have thought. Right. So, I'm picturing like one grocery bag on her head and then one on each feet, foot. Yeah. And so, I stop so funny. everything I'm doing. Uh-huh. And I'm picturing this and then I'm like, that's got to mean something. I mean, there's <laughs> there's got to be a reason why did she had trash um plastic bags grocery bags on her feet like were they making her walk through the woods and they give her grocery bags for um shoes and then i was like they probably suffocated her with that other plastic bag Mm -hmm. but i'm sitting here like analyzing i'm like that has got to mean something and they can probably find out what store that came from. There could not have been that many grocery stores back then. Maybe they could have like identified the people that yeah. went grocery shopping. I don't know. So I'm like all down this rabbit hole in my mind because I'm like, this means something. And then um, later I realized that they meant <laughs> trash bags. Luckily, I saw um, another mention where they said trash bags and i was like oh like i went completely off because i'm picturing this naked woman with a trash with a grocery bag on her head and on each of her feet Mm -hmm. and that doesn't that feels like like a pattern or something like i'm like there's definitely a grocery bag killer out here there's got to be other people (laughs) but Turns out it was trash bags, so. Gotcha. That's that's just my own, like, wild side side trip. Okay, so this woman actually had been suffocated, though. I don't know if it was with the grocery bag or trash bag, but she actually had been suffocated. How would they not know? How would they not know? If it was the trash bag? Yeah, how would they not know if it was a shoe suffocated, like... With hands, I don't know. They may know. I don't know. Mm. Uh, They may have known, but I don't know. They may have been able to say, "Oh, she was suffocated with somebody's pillow." I don't know though. Um, I just know she was suffocated. That was her cause of death, and that she had been dead for no more than twelve hours, which means she died the same day she was found. Right. Okay, so we, of course, have figured out, because it's in the story, that this body was Janet. Yes. Okay, so the thing is, this means that Janet was missing for a couple weeks, but was alive. Yeah. Okay. So they were just keeping her, and there was no sign of, like, sexual abuse, so... It wouldn't be like a sex slave kind of thing. No, probably not. But um, weird. Why would they keep her alive then? I don't know. Okay, so we've decided it's Janet's body. We we put that together. Unfortunately, the police had to match up X-rays and dental records, and that took about a month. Mm-hmm. 
And since nobody knew that this woman that they were trying to identify was Janet, they did not know that she had a kid that was with her and they needed to be looking for the kid. Mm. So for a month, nobody was looking for Christy. Yeah. So I think the only reason that they were even able to identify her in that month's time is because Janet's mother saw a news story that a body had been found mm -hmm. in the Smoky Mountains Park. And she contacted the FBI and said, I'm concerned that this may be my daughter. And Did so with her file a missing persons report. Well, she called the police in the town where Janet was in Hueytown. Prior to a body being found or just randomly? Yes, like, mm. yes. Remember, she had called, we talked about it earlier. She had called and she couldn't get in touch with Janet. Mm -hmm. She called the police department there and said, I think my daughter and granddaughter are missing. I can't get in touch with them. Gotcha. That Most was when that. the special friend um, gave a statement to the police which is another reason I feel very confident that he is allegedly a police officer mm -hmm. because he gave a statement to the police um, right up front. They didn't have to look into it and search him out and everything. He stepped up and said, oh, let me give you a statement. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, she had called the local police and told them that um, she thought they were missing. Now, this is a grown woman with her own kid. And so did they start searching? Probably not. But there were people aware she was missing. Mm -hmm. Again, this was the 70s. So it's not like they put out a fax or a email that went out to other places and were like, uh, hey, this girl's missing. You know, so... Pretty much, if it wasn't on the local news, you know, people didn't know it had to go national or whatever. Anyway, so Janet's mom calls the FBI and she says, listen, I'm concerned that this may be my daughter. We haven't heard from her for a while. Called the local police where she was. With her help, they were able to go ahead and get Janet's um, dental records and medical records to compare x-rays and dental records mm -hmm. and so they were able to make that identification pretty quickly comparatively even now if you think back a lot of times when they find a body it'll be a year or so before they ever say who it is yeah sometimes they'll say who it's not but sometimes it takes forever to find out who it is mm-hmm Okay, and just FYI, the FBI was handling this case because it was on in a national park, so it's on federal land. So gotcha. technically, they have the jurisdiction there, and that's why they were handling it. Now, people that knew him, that knew who he was by sight, said that Officer Special Friend was in the park that morning Ooh. that Janet's body was found. Ooh, that he had been her. seen. Yeah. 
that they were 100% positive it was him. Now, for people that um, aren't from that area or even the South, you may not realize, but everybody vacations in the Smoky Mountain National Parks at least once a year. So if you're from the South, you've taken a vacation there. Yeah. And so has everybody you've ever met in your entire life. Yeah. Everybody is going there. Yes. Most of the time it's Gatlinburg. You you are highly likely to walk through the streets of Gatlinburg and see five people you know. Because mm -hmm. everybody from the South, that's where they're going on vacation. <laughs> you get a weekend, a, a long weekend, that's where you go. So it's not like out of the question that somebody that knew him would see him there it's it's pretty common actually i don't know if they've got places in the north that just like everybody in five states goes there yeah. but in the south we have national park um smoky mountains so mm -hmm. um but this was somebody that knew him personally and they swear they saw him there that morning that her body was found how Ever. Officer Special Friend's wife says, no, it wasn't him. He was on with me. Ooh. As he should have been. Ooh. So, yep. Where, so, where did Officer Special Friend say he was? Oh, he's at home with his wife as he should be. Mm, okay. So, you have somebody that knows him saying they saw him. You've got his wife saying, no, he was here with me. He's saying, no, I was here with my wife. I would never. Okay, so, I'm not saying the officer-friendly wife is lying. But I will say that if that was a fable, I hope it eventually weighed on her, weighs on her enough before it's too late for her to come forward and say no I lied and he was not with me that day so I'm not saying she's lying I'm saying if she is telling a fable I hope she at some point rethinks that and comes yeah. clean that's all I'm gonna say because there's a baby involved so there is a baby anyway. involved and where is this baby at we don't know because until uh, they identify her, they don't even know there is a baby. But once the police find out about Christina, they launch like an all-out search. They're looking for anything, just anything. They're searching the woods. They're searching the trails. They're searching hotels. They're searching rental cabins. Anywhere you could possibly think. What about Officer there could Special have been Friend's a baby. house? <clears throat> Do what? What about Officer Special Friend's house? Are we searching there? We don't have a warrant. Um, I don't know if they searched there or not. I know that um, they questioned him and got his alibi. And I know that he was not really named a suspect. So, um, I don't know if they did a search but I don't know that they really had cause to you know yeah so but they're they're looking everywhere else and they do not find a trace of this child 
their hope was that maybe Janet was supposed to go do something that morning and she maybe left the baby with a babysitter or something. Mm-hmm. And um, that the babysitter then she never went. Came forward? What do you mean? Well, that she left. Well, this is at first, though. You're thinking now, 40 years later, but this is at first. They're like, maybe she had plans to meet up with somebody, so she dropped the baby at a babysitter, and then she came to do her plans and got murdered. And maybe the babysitter is just like, you know, uh, I don't know what to do with this baby. And so, um, okay, but that's their hope. Their other thought was that maybe, maybe because there was going to be a custody battle, because Lindsay had already said he's fighting for custody of Christina, that she gave that baby to somebody to keep it away from the father, and then just coincidentally, I guess, met up with foul play. Ah, that's too much of a coincidence. Maybe. So that was what they were thinking. That was the direction they were leaning. But, you know, obviously they never found out. Now, um, on October 15th of that same year, so just a week later, a North Carolina state trooper got flagged down by a motorist. And they said there is a wrecked 1963 Ford Falcon at I-26 and US-64 interchange. Mm-hmm. So the cop's like, cool, I'll check it out. So he goes, he gets there, and there's nobody there, but this car is heavily damaged. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the driver had gone through the windshield. Oh. In the glass of this windshield are strands of long blonde hair. Okay. So, the police check all the hospitals. They're looking for somebody that would have been admitted with this type of injury, but nobody has. The hospitals have nobody that has anything close to an injury they would have sustained from a car wreck or from going through a window. Mm Mm-hmm. So they are searching the car. They're trying to find out who is in the car, what happened to them, where they go. In this car, there is, it is full of clothes, full of clothes, mm-hmm. both adult and child sizes. Hmm. There is also food and kitchen utensils. Now, most like just forks or like the whole shebang, like ladles and spatulas and it's a kitchen utensils. So my assumption is that you know it's more than just a handful of forks. But also, why would you have a handful of forks? My assumption was it was like a yeah. That was my assumption was it was like um, stuff you would need to make sandwiches and things while you were on the road. Yeah. So that that was my assumption, but it just said kitchen utensils. That's a weird way to put that, but okay. Right. Okay, so most interestingly, though, 
they found a purse and in that purse was cash and IDs and license. Okay. So you're like, okay, well now they know who's driving, right? Nope. Because those IDs and licenses had several different names on them. Oh, of course. They belong to several different people. So they do not know who was driving the car still. So what do you do? You run the plates, right? Mm -hmm. The car comes back registered to a dealership in Detroit, Alabama. Really? This person did not. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, okay, well, we'll call this dealership. We'll figure out who was driving the car. They try to call, but they can't find any information on that particular dealership in Detroit. So they start making phone calls to the local cops and stuff in Alabama in the general area. There is no such dealership that anybody knows of. What? Doesn't exist. Huh. Not in not in any of the areas surrounding Detroit, obviously. Now, mind you, they're having to call each one and be like, hey, do you know of a dealership of blah, blah, blah. So they're calling any city that is in, in the general radius of Detroit, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So the dealership could have existed somewhere. They do not name the dealership, though. But it was not in anywhere close to Detroit, Alabama. So they don't know what to do. They just store the car in case anybody ever comes forward to claim it. But no one ever does. Okay. Now, just for our information... Detroit, Alabama is about a hundred miles from Hueytown. Okay. That's the last place that Janet and Christina were seen. Hmm. The police felt like this car very well could be related to Janet and Christina, but they never gave details on why. Yeah, it seems like a weird connection that you would give. They never gave a detail on why, but let's think on it. Could. Well, no, because that won't work either. Okay, so this car was found a week <laughs> after Janet's body. Well, mm -hmm. I was going to say maybe she was um, changing her identity. She bodies were new identities. Yeah. She had packed up and they were skipping town. I mean, the truth is that if she was worried about losing her daughter, skipping town may have been what she considered a a viable choice. Yeah. Okay? Because the married officer friendly is not going to leave his wife. We know that. I assume Janet's not a dumb woman. She... 
was on her second marriage already, so I assume she knows they're not leaving the wife. Yeah. So he wouldn't have really been enough to keep her there. Or who knows better how to get illegal IDs and such than a cop? Or how to fake your own death like a cop. Well, they found her body, so I'm pretty sure it but was, was her. But was it her body, or was it another uh, situation like last week? I don't know. Were they I just really found do a not. doppelganger? Well, I don't know. But, um... Spoilers. Randy said spoilers because she hasn't seen that episode. You, it's, you'll see. You'll see. Who's so my question... I couldn't hear you. Huh? And oh, I can't I was, hear Randy either, but I'm listening for a question. Okay, my question is, just a random thought, but did Officer Friendly um, and his wife adopt recently after the death? Just randomly come okay. up with a kid? So, here's what happened. Yes. Yes, you're going to say Yes. No, no. But, okay. Interestingly enough, on um, web sleuths, you know, a lot of times family members will come on web sleuths or people that claim to be fam family members. Mm -hmm. Now, the moderators at web sleuths will generally ask for proof that you are who you say you are, or they used to at least. And um, if you claim to have knowledge of a case and they will verify you after they get proof that you are who you say you are. Okay. So, and I do believe this person was verified. They said that they were actually Officer Friendly's stepdaughter from his next marriage after wifey that may or may not have been a fabulist about his whereabouts Ooh. on that morning so Ooh. after they split up he married another woman who had a kid and that kid was close to christina's age hmm. then she said that she found out that her birth certificate was fake. <gasps> what? And someone questioned her and said, are you sure that you are not Christina? And she said, yes, I'm positive. I've met my biological father's family. Uh-huh. And I look just like them. So I'm I'm positive that I am not Christina. But it was interesting. That is And it did give me pause for a second. But she says that she is a hundred percent positive that she is not Christina. How she needs a Dana test. She says that Officer Friendly had helped her mom. Um, do all that because her biological father was supposedly abusive. Mm -hmm. That's her words, not mine. And um, that they were scared he was going to find her and take her. And so that's why they had faked the birth certificate and everything. 
okay. and um, changed her name and all that. But if he would do it for this woman, isn't it possible that he could have done it for Janet? And to branch off of that, isn't it possible that, yes, she could have met her biological father and it is still the same father that we are thinking of? Um, but I don't remember his name. Lindsay. But, um... The dad that we're keeping him away, the kid away from. Yeah. Well... Isn't it possible that in her three-year-old mind, she had met her father and was told that he was abusive all her life, and she just got her timeline mixed up? Which she didn't meet the father until she was grown. Oh. Okay, never mind. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> now I look like an idiot because you didn't tell me all the details. Thanks. Okay, no, I thought, um, <laughs> because I said that they had hid her from the biological father because they didn't want her kidnapped. I assumed that you would know that was through her childhood. No, but you said, you said she had met her biological father. That's the word you said. So she said she had recently, I, I apologize. She, she had recently had met her biological okay. father. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. So she says it wasn't him. Here's my thought. To me, that puts officer friendly, um, special friend. Mm -hmm. As somebody that knows how to do these things and maybe could have been helping Janet set it up to disappear. Now. Yeah, but his first wife must have been a ride or die. You ain't man. joking. And, and because still is, honestly, because when he divorced yeah, her, she, she did not nothing. come up and say, listen, I lied about where he was. Yeah. So. Did she divorce him or did he divorce her? Do we know? I don't, but I mean, either way, okay. I'd have been tempted to rat him out. I probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have, but I'd have been tempted. Oh, yeah. Unless she was just scared and wanted out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so, in any case, the cops cleared Officer Special Friend and the ex-husband when they investigated. Okay. So, um... Now, in 2008, Christina is officially reported missing. Oh, what? Yeah. She hasn't been reporting. I asked this question earlier. When, no, you asked if about... If there was a missing you person's report. about Janet, specifically. Now, Janet's mother called and said Janet and her granddaughter were missing. But she didn't file a missing person's report? My guess is that they would not file it because Janet was wrong. That's my guess. Okay, so why didn't it get filed after Janet's death? Then? Okay, so they had been looking for Christina all this time. They knew she was missing. They were looking for her. After that month went by when uh -huh. they identified Janet, they were looking for her. Right. But she was not officially reported missing. And her father reported her missing officially in 2008 so she could be listed in the national databases. She's not even listed there? Well, she is now. What? Well, yeah, now we've wasted like years. I'm, I'm just telling you what happened. 
So, yeah, somehow they had neglected to do it officially, even though they had been looking for her that entire time. So um, that was just a little interesting side note there. Um, well, that's my story. So do you have any theories? Because I got a theory on what happened. Well, I like, I like Officer Friendly for this. I, I really mm. do. Officer Friendly... Uh, was sleeping with Janet, and his wife found out, and she got mad. So she said, get rid of her. But I don't know what happened to the kid. If he sold her, or if he just dropped her somewhere and was like, good luck, or what? Or dropped her duffel bag better. But why would he drop Janet's duffel bag so easily to be found? I mean, that's a good question. Because we know what from other think? cases, honestly, if he'd have just took it 50 yards into the woods, probably never would have been found. Nobody would have ever found it. Yeah. So. So he wanted it to be found. Right, but why? But maybe it's like a Dexter Morgan kind of situation. Because. Maybe. We, everybody got off his back so easily. She was found and then he gave a statement. Yeah. He, like, inserted himself. So, he was clear, clear. Most criminals don't insert themselves. Yes, they do. Most criminals do insert themselves. Mm hmm They, like, they have a very weird attachment to the case. So, like, if somebody starts to look at a case and, like, keep calling for updates and stuff and they have nothing to do with it, you should look into them because they're probably... But not me. Not me, though. It. Oh, <laughs> not you, of course. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you know they me? don't have nothing to do with it. He did. He was the lover. Where was she, though? Well, yeah, but... Where was she, though, between the time that she left his house and what? It's almost three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. It was like two weeks. Okay, so what happened? You said from the 15th to the 17th. Yeah, I think it was 17th oh, that through was the 7th. 7th, yeah. Sorry, I added a 10th to that. But, I mean, that's a decent amount of time to for nobody to have heard from you. And... And it's not like she was being tortured. Right. Because she didn't have any wounds or anything. I'm not sure that they checked her good enough to clear sexual assault. It is It is I just, just mind, shy of like three weeks. Yeah. So that's a decent so amount of time. Opportunity then for nobody to have heard from you. Opportunity. What do you think happened? Okay, so here's what I think happened allegedly. This is all in my mind. I just made this up. <clears throat> okay. I think they had that plan to go um, on vacation, and uh -huh. I think that they did set it up. For them to, for her to disappear. And then I think uh -huh. he was supposed to meet her there. And they were going to run off together. And start a new life. With the baby. And I think he had set it up with her to have new IDs. And, and all this. And then he met her up there. And said he's mm -hmm. decided he can't go. And she gets pissed, and she says, I'm going to tell everybody. 
and he killed her. Then he okay. probably went home and confessed to his wife and said, you have to give me an alibi. I did this for you so you wouldn't be embarrassed by the stupid shit I did. And she alibied him. Now, what he did with the kid, I don't know. And, and it may have always been the idea that they weren't going to start over with the kid. That they were going to give the kid to somebody he knew. He may have known somebody that would take care of the kid and never say anything. I yeah. hate to believe that he would have done something to the kid. But, yeah. I mean, that's all always I mean, a possibility. Now, for the car situation, what if the car, the, the motorist that flagged down the cop was him and he was dumping that car? That's an idea. And that's what I almost said earlier. What if they were going to escape and that car wreck wasn't fresh? What if it had happened before she died? But she would have been beat up and everything and they acted like yeah, she wasn't she really beat up. up. Unless it was the kid's hair that flown through the windshield because they didn't have a car seat. That is a possibility also. And that's why it took so long. That's where she was for those couple of weeks is that she, um, she, she had to heal. Maybe. So she was depressed. She was trying to heal. And then she was too depressed about everything. So either he killed her pity way out or she suffocated herself i don't know that suffocation is a good way to do it yourself but but she suffocated herself and then he undressed her and tossed her yeah well if i suffocate yeah, myself don't be undressing me yeah, don't get yeah, me naked and, and then, put me in a duffel. <laughs> Just toss me like garbage. Yeah, and def definitely yeah, like don't legit be folding me up and putting me in a bag. Yeah. No, ma'am. Yeah, I ain't fitting in a bag. And it, that must I, be a big old if bag I die for naked a small little lady. And somebody don't put clothes on me? No. Man, you're going to have every one of us uh, arrested for hey, having something to do with it. You in your birthday suit. You go out in your birthday suit. <laughs> no, because that's what you're wearing the whole time you're a ghost now. Now I'm just running around in front of the other ghost, just boobies flapping. No. I mean, what do you have to worry about at that point? Yeah, give him a show. If it ever looks like I might die, you better make sure I'm wearing clothes, but not a bra. Okay. Because I don't want to be in the afterlife digging an underwire out from under my armpit. What about undies? You want undies? No, just not really. Naked and you ain't gonna worry about nothing digging. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want no, undies? No, not really. Matter of fact, put me in some comfy sweatpants and a ratty t-shirt. I'm good with that being when I'm um, in. <laughs> a mullet's rock t-shirt. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Get a mullet's. Hold up. We can't bear her yet. We gotta order the. We gotta wait for this Amazon order to come in. <laughs> Mullet's rock t-shirt. Oh, your mugshot on the you back. You'd be at the hospital talking about, hang on, mom. It's stuck in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Timu dropped it in the ocean. We got to order another one. 
no, right? My cricket stopped working. I gotta order a new one. <laughs> it's taking me a little longer than I thought to weed this out. Okay, I did another heat press. <laughs> my heat press, my heat press short circuited. That sucks. Place. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm oh, just, you're saying that's why I gotta stay alive. I yeah. keep it um, I, I'll, nice. all right, I'll hang on. Okay, so <clears throat> um, they did give a description, um, just for the record, of Christina, but she was three, so like, what good's it doing you? There was yeah. there was nothing that was just like she had blonde hair. Yeah, she had blonde hair. Blonde She's blonde a cute hair? kid. I'll post pictures of her, but um, nothing that. I can tell you is <laughs> is gonna help you recognize her because they have compared Did her to had... a ton of missing people of people that um, found out that they weren't who they thought they were and they've compared their DNA and they've compared DNA to people that have been found and so far they haven't found her but a lot of people look like her have they done an age progression? yeah but it doesn't look like a real person to me it's kind of and it could just be me, but it kind of is like that um, Polar Express thing where it's like, it looks good, but something ain't right, you know? So. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they should AI it. Yeah, though. they should have. Um, somebody on Web Sleuths suggested that they should take some DNA that they had collected from Janet and run that through mm -hmm. Ancestry or whatever um, DNA place because if Christina is alive she may match with someone and she may be looking for her parents right. because and I thought that was a genius idea and I think that actually in a lot of cases where somebody is possibly alive it would be genius mm -hmm. to do that but I don't know. I don't guess it's a thing they're doing. But okay, so this brings me to a personal project that I've been messing with that ain't got nothing to do with our stuff because it is not a Southern case. However, there was this unidentified black female, and she was found October second, nineteen seventy-six. She was found in a ditch in Seneca, Illinois, and she had been shot. Okay. But she was freshly deceased, so she was very close to the time she was found in the ditch. She had been shot and killed. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. The DNA Doe project, project ran her DNA, and they got a maybe hit. But for some reason, they've not Ooh. been able to track them. But the DNA told them what? she was born. Here's the thing. This is a little iffy. It says she was born between 1948 and 1960. Did, okay, that's a really It is. Name. Her parents probably came from Selma, Alabama. One of her grandparents, one set of her grandparents was from Selma, Alabama. One of her grandparents was likely named Calhoun. Their last name would have been Calhoun. And one of her great-grandparents may have been named Harris. 
They also know... It seems oddly specific. They also know that her grandparents or great-grandparents had a very large family and that most of them were raised in Dallas County, Alabama, and some moved into Wilcox, Alabama. And that some of the family members stayed in Alabama, but others moved around um, mostly to Cincinnati and to Detroit, mm -hmm. Michigan. It's possible, though, that her parents stayed in Selma because they haven't, um, I guess, tracked their DNA outside of Selma. And uh, they believe that she probably has siblings that do not know about her. Okay. So it's like they have all this information but cannot find out who this child is. Yeah, that's like a lot of information. It really is. So if anybody works genealogy or anything like that, if you have some free time, you want to check it out, I threw her name as some information in the show notes just in case anybody wants to play with it. Um, I work on it every once in a while when I ain't got nothing going on. Um, I have for, for a little while now. But... I feel like it's connected to the South, though, because it's Alabama. Well, technically, so yeah. I feel like you could have got away with doing a whole story about that. Yeah, technically. I guess you're right. So, um, that's what I got. But let me tell you real quick the story about we finally got to the ice cream shop. Um, so, well, we finally got our girls' day, me, Melanie, and Kayla. And so, um, we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to leave. Uh, I was like, don't nobody call me because I ain't going to answer. I ain't going to pull nobody out in no ditches. I ain't going to do nothing to that. And so, and I drove the Jeep because I'm like, if I do got to pull somebody out of a ditch, I'll already be in the Jeep. So, yeah. I'm like, we're going to go to the thrift store. We're going to shop. Randy's looking like, what is going on? She doesn't remember oh, this. yeah, because she hadn't heard she it yet. Watch. Yeah. Uh, you should be catching up, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her fault. It's mine. <laughs> it is her fault. Because I was supposed to listen to it on my way here. She, she did Snapchat me, and she was like, am I missing something? Did you not do an episode this week? There's nothing on my thing, and I need to listen to it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. She's like, I will or whatever. And then it popped up, and I was like five minutes from her house. Oh, that <laughs> sucks. Like, well. Okay, so um, moving on from how that one let us all down this week. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I drove 13 hours that day. I forgot. Oh, no. It's cool. Okay. So, I'm like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the thrift store. We're going to look around for a little while. And then, while we're there, the ice cream shop will be opening. We'll leave the thrift store, go to the ice cream shop, and then we'll go to the craft store or whatever and get the stuff. So, cool. This is our plan. We go to the thrift store. And, um... And I got a buggy. Melanie's got a buggy. Kayla's got a buggy, right? Everybody's... Jeez, y'all shopping, Yeah, shopping. everybody's buggying around, right? They're picking stuff. Oh, like, I'm getting a few things. So, Melanie is like, she's ready. She gets in line. And, um, like, she doesn't say, hey, I'm getting in line. I just see her in line. And, um, so, I'm in line. And then Kayla comes up behind me. And she gets in line, and then she says, I want to go get that ring that I wanted to get last week that I made her leave at the store because 
we had to go pull Billy out of a ditch that we didn't have to pull him out of. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, go get your, go get somebody because, you know, we're checking out. And so um, the lines are always really long at this thrift store. So anyway, Melanie checks yeah. out and then she comes back and I'm like, hey, can you push Kayla's buggy up so she doesn't lose her spot and so she's like yeah and so she's got Kayla's buggy and Kayla talks to somebody about the ring like I hear their conversation like they're having a whole conversation about this ring I'm like how though anyway so she comes back <laughs> just give me the ring let me give me right ring. she comes back with her little baggie with the ring she's got her some shoes in there she's got her like a leotard thing in there um she's got like a What's she doing a leotard for? Herself. And, uh, but it actually, like, I think if she put a little skirt on or whatever, it would be cute. But it's like a whole bodysuit. Okay. It's like bright red. It says girl power down the side. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would post a picture, but it's not appropriate. So, um. <clears throat> anyway. So. They got two, they got like one long counter and they got two cash registers. And so I'm at the first mm -hmm. one and then the lady at the other one goes, I can take the next person. So Kayla wheels her buggy over there and she starts checking out. Okay, cool. And so um, I go to pay for my stuff. I can't find my other card. I'm like, where's my other card? And so I'm like digging about. I hand her a different one and I'm like, here, just use this one. So she's checking it out. So I'm hearing them like, chit-chatting at the other counter and they're checking out and she's like it'll be fifteen dollars and whatever and uh how about this how we go mom she said it'll be fifteen dollars uh, i look over there she have the money no she didn't bring her money what and then she go wait in line and check out She's like, Mom, she said it's going to be $15 and whatever. I look over at her, and I was like, I know this heifer. I said, I know this heifer did not get in line and ring out and then yell across the store to me to pay for her <laughs> items. And she walks over there. Like it's your fault. She walks over there, gets my credit card out my hand, <laughs> and goes and hands it. <laughs> And then she brings it back. And I'm like, I just took my buggy and I went to walk off. And that woman's like, don't forget your stuff. And I was like, this girl done got me so damn flustered. <laughs> they are dying at the counter. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Melanie looks over and she's like, the nerve. <laughs> the nerve of that lady. <laughs> She said, so you took me. I'm almost leaving my stuff. Cause I'm like, what in the hell just happened? She said, you canceled my date on me three times. <laughs> you are paying this time. <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd make it up. Now is the time, lady. Wow. Now is the but time. But she could at least got in the line behind me and then just started loading her stuff up on the counter with my stuff. She would use a whole nother register. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this heifer no this heifer did not I mean, she had me flustered I was like what then people are dying laughing I mean people are dying laughing I'm like <laughs> I am flustered I'm like what in the world 
So anyway, that's what this heifer did this week. That almost made me. I, I, I was like, mm, I'm going over there and like. Pop, pop. <laughs> anyway. Well, you best be washing the dishes then. <laughs> <laughs> you better ask for a mop. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, well, she grabbed my credit card and paid so I didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so then oh, we go Lord. to the ice cream shop and uh and the ice cream shop was good i don't think it was one of the best in the country it was like um mayfield ice cream um you know which i'm like i feel like them things are never as good as they they're like number one two ten in the country and they're never as right good as they, i did not think be. it was that good it, like best in the country good it was good don't get me wrong. The staff yeah. was super friendly, and it was it was not expensive. It was um, well worth the money. So yeah. it wasn't bad at all. We will be going back, but um, honestly, I think the ice cream that Alicia had brought from her ice cream shop. Yeah. Um, that's some good ice cream. That was good ice cream. That is the frozen moo. Isn't that the name? I need to order some for uh, whatever I do for Lachlan's birthday. You ain't joking because she brought us some of that ice cream and that mess was good. Mm -hmm. It's in Hilton Head. Randy needs to order some too. She needs to place an order. It's in Hilton Head if anybody is uh, in that area. It's the Frozen Moo is what you said? Frozen Moo. I'm, yeah, the Frozen Moo. Yeah, like a frozen cow. Yeah, I'm like 95% sure that's right. Yeah, I'm looking that up just to make sure. That <laughs> You're looking up. Okay, I was like, oh, are you still there? <laughs> I didn't hang up this time. I know, it was maybe. <laughs> For those of you that don't because know, I'm trying my headphone, if you just tap it, it, it hangs up. So we've had some issues. Yeah, it's, it's the saying? frozen moo. I was right. Okay, good. And good, good. But that ice cream was good. I don't know what kind of ice cream it was, mm -hmm. but uh, that heifer brought us some ice cream for uh, for Cade's uh, yeah gender reveal baby shower for his gender reveal. Gender reveal. Yeah, that mess was good. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know if they're ranked one of the best in the country, but maybe they are to be because I think they got like fifty flavors or something. We'll have to ask Alicia and get some more information. I feel terrible. I feel like a terrible friend, but I don't get to Hilton Head often. Yeah. Ever? I've, I don't think I've ever been. Actually, now that I'm <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to Hilton Head either. I need to. But anyway, y'all should go because y'all are not that far. Yeah, we're not. So y'all should go, but that ice cream was good. That was good ice cream. But anyway, this other one was, it was nice. It was, you know, but I feel like if I can buy it at the grocery store, it's not really that special. Right. And maybe I'm wrong for that. Because maybe it's I mean, different yeah. when they get it at, for an ice cream shop because they get it in the big tubs. So maybe it's, I don't know. Anyway. But uh, when, speaking of Cade's gender reveal, I had a, a tub of papers, like old, like, um, 
craft paper, scrapbook paper, all of this. And I had it stuck in a tub under my bed. And I told Melanie go get me some sewing patterns that I had in a tub under the bed. And she just grabbed that. And it was the wrong thing. And I opened it and there was um, like some cardboard that I had used. It's like cardboard paper, like cardstock paper that I had used when I was working on the gender reveal, right? And so I was like spacing the words out, trying to get my lettering right. And uh, and then when Cade was here, he was like drawing on the paper. And I was like, that's so funny because I use this paper for his gender reveal. And here he is drawing on it. Oh, so that was so weird. There he is. Yeah. Fun little circle that went. I know, he's like, uh, he's such a little cutie. Anyway, okay, so that's all I got with us this week. Yeah, and we're we're kind of over. Yeah, we're over. <laughs> and we are not doing good at cutting it back. Like, I wanted to be under an hour. We suck at that. I don't think anybody minds. What? Do y'all mind? Let us know on our Facebook discussion group. But, hold up. <laughs> if you cut out all the times that you hung up on me, and then we had to call back, and then we had to discuss that how you hung up on me. That was in the beginning. We... Uh 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 uh. That was in the video. It was like four oh, times. Oh, and one time during the show. Never mind. So I think when you <laughs> cut all that out, we might be on time. Maybe. 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 Anyways, join our Facebook discussion group where you too can tell us what you thought happened to the baby and the mama. You sure can. And Cap. I almost said Captain Friendly, Officer Friendly, Officer Special Friend. Officer special alleged special. Our Facebook discussion group is is Unsolved South podcast, and then our our Instagram is Unsolved underscore South. And share us with somebody who loves genealogy, so that they will start researching that girl that I'm working on, (laughs) and we can get answers as to who she is. So that's who we're sharing with this week. All right, is that it? Yep, that's thanks it. Thanks for joining right. us, Randy. Bye. Bye. Well, I was saying thanks to Randy, and y'all just bought over me. Sorry. Yeah, she just I was like, thanks for joining I, us, I Randy. Just... I was like, hey. <laughs> 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 okay, let's do it again. Bye. 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 <laughs> All right. All right.